Hey fam, if we're honest, reading the Bible consistently can be a challenge, but it's never too late to start, and we're in this together. Thanks for journeying with us, and here's your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. We are back with Ben in the studio. How's it going? Ben, it's a Sunday. It is. It is a specific Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. This is our first time doing this, an episode where we don't have a reading assignment, but we wanted to talk about Palm Sunday. Yeah. And to start, uh, what I don't want to do is drift from part of really the mission of Join the Journey, which is to help make a big place feel small. And we're going to talk about Palm Sunday. But Ben, this is what, your fourth time on the podcast? I think so, yeah. Fourth time. You're in the room for all the recordings. And I just thought it'd be fun for everybody to get to know you a little bit if you shared your your testimony. Three to five minutes. What's God done in your life? Absolutely. Well, uh, as is probably mentioned before, I'm a resident this year in Watermark Institute, and it's kind of been sweet given my story of what I'm learning this year and getting to work with Join the Journey. Um, growing up, I grew up in the church and with two parents who loved me a lot. And a lot of these stories that we would go through that were gone through in the New Testament are stories that I was super familiar with. And for a lot of it, it became kind of a legalistic thing of, okay, well, the knowledge that I gain is something that is an identifier for me. It's what gave me identity. And it became, oh, how much can to like to my friends and to my parents that I can show, hey, you know, I know what I'm talking about. My knowledge makes me better than other people. And I don't think I would have said that at the time, but it was definitely a driving factor in, hey, how I relate to people and how I gain my value, not only from um, my parents, but from my social circles and my friends. Um, and so that was an interesting part of my childhood of growing up knowing all these stories. And if anyone would have looked at me saying, oh, well, that's a, you know, what we would call like a really good Christian or that, you know, A plus Christian, but on the inside being a slave to sin. And so growing up through high school and in college for me, it became at this, okay, well, from the outside, I get to present myself in a way that people look at me and say, oh, you're doing really good. And so I kept up that this kind of environment of, hey, my knowledge means a lot to me and my perception means a lot to me. But about when I turned 18, that kind of came crashing down. And the result of my choices made it to where, hey, I had to make a decision of, hey, do I actually believe the things that I know? And through that, uh, it's a, a hard story, but a sweet story. At that time, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And it was difficult for me as a son because at that time, because of conflict within my family, I was um, pulled away from my dad and didn't want to really be a part of his life, even though he was pursuing me. And through that, a really sweet guy um, pointed me back to my dad and said, hey, your image of who God is as a father directly relates to how you view your dad and the conflict I had with my dad. And so through that time, I got to learn more about my dad and the way that he was faithful and the way that he loved me, even though I kind of did everything I could to push him away. And uh, it was about seven months I got to spend with him and a really sweet time to where I got to reconcile a lot of things and learn about his faithfulness. And um, even when he passed away, I got to see the faithfulness of legacy and what does it mean to be um, a father who is doing his best despite his history, but the way that he loved myself and my mom. Both my mom and I are here at Watermark and getting to serve in, in different areas. My mom has served with Grief Share and Equip Disciple in that I get to talk to a lot of guys who have lost their dads and get to say, hey, all the good things that the ways that your dad has loved you draws you to who God is as a father. And even the ways that uh, fathers fall short in a lot of areas, whether it's um, abandonment or just the sin of 
You know, we are humans that are imperfect reflections of who God is. Getting them to point to a heavenly father that loves you and cares for you and fills in a lot of those desires and really heals a lot of those wounds. So it's been sweet to be here. And um, it's funny talking about Palm Sunday because Palm Sunday was one of those stories that I would look at and think, oh, well, this is just a story of, you know, Jesus walking in. and Yeah, you know, the Sunday school. Absolutely. Your church brings like palm leaves. Yeah, and stuff, kids and it's, are running around with these giant leaves. Absolutely. And it's, it's a story where, you know, we just think, oh, it's a fun little Sunday thing to kind of kick off our Easter. Yeah. And one of the places that we get a lot of context for what this kind of Sunday school story means is from Zechariah 9.9. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me read it. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Yeah, and so this is a, a kind of a cool passage because as a Jew, they would look at this and say, hey, there's this messianic expectation. This idea of a king coming in on a donkey. They're, they're waiting for him. They're waiting. And they've seen it before. In, in 2 Samuel, David comes in as a sign of peace because he's riding on a donkey. And this isn't a time where you know, there's a lot of conflict in that area of not only you know, Rome, but this idea, anticipation of what they would see when Alexander the Great would come in riding on a horse. That horse is a symbol of, of war. And conflict. And Rome was an oppressor for them that they were trying to say, hey, we need saving from. But instead, Jesus comes in on a donkey. A donkey. And so they see it and they say, hey, not only is it a descendant of David, he rides a donkey. He's a victor. He's a king. And so what Jesus is doing when he comes in is it's this idea of, man, the king's here. Like it's almost the the start of the six days that leads up to Easter. And we say, this is game day. Game day. Like Jesus has arrived. And another important thing that I see right after this is is how they respond. So they see this sign of Jesus coming in on a donkey and they respond with, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I'm that's Psalm 118, right? It sure is. Verse 25, save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Verse 26, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Which, that's such a significant phrase that they say. Because that, you know, this chapter is the end of what would be called the Hallel, which is what they would recite during Passover. And so, you know, these psalms go from 113 to 118 in kind of a progression of acknowledging God's power as creator, just the historical exodus, and then their debt to him for saving them, and not as a debt of subservice, but of appreciation. But the very last thing they ask for is they, they request of God. So they're requesting of God of deliverance. And the Jews look at this and they say, hey, you know, deliver us, save us, like Hosanna in the highest, save us. And in the Jews' cry of deliverance, they didn't quite understand the scope because they're looking at the Romans and saying, hey, these are our oppressors, that, hey, we want to be saved, save us from them. But Jesus' game day, he's coming in riding on a donkey. At the end of the story, there's quite, quite a different ending. Oh, yeah. It's not what they're expecting. Not at all. But that's Easter. Yeah, that's Easter. Which, today we're going to focus on Palm Sunday, but... To hear the end of the story, or to invite your friends to hear the end of the story, come join us for Easter. It's Good Friday service at noon on Good Friday, and then we've got a service at 3 and 5 p.m. on 
April 16th, which is Saturday before Easter, and then a service at 9 and 11.15 a.m. on Sunday, April 17th on Easter. Come join us. Yeah. We'll be there. You can you can hang out with me and Ben. Absolutely. But what else? What else you got? I mean, my last thing is I just wanted to tell a quick story of, you know, we, we go through Palm Sunday and we read this first part, but there's kind of an intro to the story that I thought was really interesting. Oh, yeah. We talked about this before. Yeah. yeah keep going. And uh, I have a story. And funny enough, it's, it's with my dad. Of When I was nine years old, uh, we went to Albertsons, which if you're in Texas, super hard to find now. Yeah. It's a weird but little grocery market. It was. It was. And we were going to Albertsons, and my dad was going to pick up, you know, just some of his prescriptions. And I was nine years old, super introverted, didn't like talking to adults at all. But my dad was like, hey, I need to take a call. Just go in, go tell him you're Glenn's son, and pick up my prescription. And I'm thinking, like, I am nine years old. They, were, they I can, want to get his yeah, prescription. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to talk to an adult. Like, I don't—I'm not Glenn. Like, I'm, I'm his son. Like, yeah. I, I can't pick that up. And he's just like, no, just go do it. Just go do it. Just tell him you're Glenn's son. And as funny as that is, you know, my dad had talked to them. And I was just thinking, oh, well, what if it was a different person? But he knew all I needed to say was, hey, I'm Glenn's son. I need to pick up the prescription. And I kind of see that in, you know, this, that story reminded me of when I read through this intro of when Jesus tells the disciples to go pick up this donkey and bring it to him. That's kind of a re- like weird, weird request. Where are we going to get a donkey? Exactly, and the way that Jesus formats it seems to like it seems to indicate the disciples had some questions on how this was going to work out. And he said, like, "Hey, you know, untie him, bring him to me, and if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them, and they will send him at once." In another gospel, it actually says that the owner did come out and say, "Hey, what are you doing?" They said, "Hey, the Lord needs it." And I just think it's so unique to see Jesus' sovereignty here. Totally. And just to say, like, hey, not only will this donkey be there, but and the owner will lend the donkey to you, and you'll bring it to me. And not only that, it's a donkey that has never been sat on. And so Jesus, even in this triumphal entry, I mean, he is completely sovereign. That this was a day that God had ordained for Jesus to be known as king. So I just love that story because it just speaks to his sovereignty. You're Glenn's son. I'm Glenn's son. Go get the prescription. Jesus says to the disciples, hey, go go get the donkey. Tell him I sent you. And what an identity that is to walk in. Absolutely. That we are in Christ. Yeah. We're out of time. I wish we could keep talking about this. Me too. Ben, thanks for sharing and and letting us into your life a little bit. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, back on track with our reading in 2 Corinthians 11. And I am so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, familia. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. But did you know Join the Journey isn't just a podcast? It's also a Bible reading plan with daily devos and more. Check it out by visiting jointhejourney.com. 